Okay, today we're going to talk about the mitzvah of tshuva. In the Gersa tshuva, the Alter Rebbe defines the mitzvah of tshuva. And he says the mitzvah of tshuva, the biblical, biblical commandment to do tshuva, is aziva sachat lovat, is only to leave the sin. And he specifies what that means. That means a person should decide with a full heart. He should not again return to his foolishness, whether it's a positive mitzvah or a negative mitzvah. That's the mitzvah of Shumatir, to only leave the sin alone. Um, not to transgress the mitzvah of Hashem, whether it's a positive mitzvah or a negative mitzvah. That's the main meaning of tshuva, to return to Hashem with all heart and soul, to serve Him, and to keep all the mitzvahs. As the Pasuk says, you should, a Russia should leave his ways. So that's the mitzvah of tshuva, to return to Hashem with all heart and soul, and to keep all of his mitzvahs, and to resolve never again to, re- to uh, revert to our foolish ways. That's the mitzvah of truth. In these words of the Alter Rebbe, there's something that is uh, unique. It's, it's, not, it's not something which is accepted by everyone as a fact. The way Alter Rebbe says it is his opinion, but not the way that everyone else sees it. There are some opinions which understand that According to the Rambam, Shuva is not a mitzvah. It's only that if you want to do Shuva, there's a mitzvah that you should confess. It's like the mitzvah of sending a bill of divorce. If you want to get divorced, so that's up to you if you want to get divorced. Once you want to get divorced, so then you should send your wife a bill of divorce. That's how you get divorced. If you want to eat, there's a mitzvah of shechita. Mitzvah to, to shechita an animal. There's no mitzvah to shechita an animal ordinarily. It's only when you want to eat an a, a animal. Terry says, how to eat an animal. Terry says, how to, how to shecht. But from the Alter Rebbe's language, is clear that he is of the opinion that even according to the Rambam, Shuv is a mitzvah. Because the Alter Rebbe, he, throughout, throughout this, this chapter, he mentions the Smag and the Rambam. And it seems like he's, he is saying this is true according to the Rambam as well. The mitzvah of Shuv according to the Rambam the tshuva is a mitzvah, a positive you have to do it. And you see this really from the wording of the Rambam, in the Rambam's heading, the laws of tshuva, Rambam says mitzvah of tshuva is that the sinner should return from his sin before God and confess. So it's clear in the Rambam that not only confession is a mitzvah, but tshuva itself is also part of the mitzvah. The Rambam says both, he mentions confession as well, but he does mention tshuva. And it's also clear from the way the Rambam, the source of the Rambam of Mitzvah Tshuva, the Rambam brings these different verses in the Torah that talk about Tshuva. One verse is the Parshas Tzavim, which says, you will return to Hashem. And the Rambam chooses the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Yaziv Rosh Adarke, a wicked man shall leave his path. So from the, from the Rambam choosing that verse, it's clear that the Rambam wants to underscore how the Torah is telling you, you should do this. Yazid, you have to leave your path of sin. It's a mitzvah, it's an obligation. The other pasuk is more of like a promise, 
it, it, you will do this. We're not necessarily a commandment. The verse in Yeshayim is clearly a commandment. So another proof for this is from the way the Ramam describes the problem with saying a confession insincerely. The Ramam says, as we discussed last week, if someone says to Hashem, I am sorry for my sin, and they're not really sorry, they, they haven't left their sin. So the Ramam says, it's similar to someone going to a mikveh and holding on at the same time to a sheret, holding on to a reptile at the same time. That analogy is very precise. There are many different things that could invalidate someone going to the mikveh. They may go to the mikveh at the wrong time. They may have some, something on their body which separates the waters from them, themselves, and therefore their immersion is invalid. But the Rambam mentions specifically, it's like going to a mikveh and holding onto a reptile. The emphasis of holding onto a reptile is that you're doing something which is exact opposite of the mikveh. When you go to a mikveh, your focus is to leave the impurity. But if you're holding on to the reptile, you, you are maintaining your attachment to the impurity. In a similar way, the Ramam holds that with tshuva as well. If a person says a confession to Hashem, but he's not sincere, he doesn't decide to actually leave the uh, sin. So it's not that he's missing something that's uh, some element in his confession, he's missing the essence of confession. Just like in the analogy of the immersion in the mikveh, if you, if you don't um, let go of the sheretz, you're staying attached to the tumah. It's not like you have a chatzitz on your body, there's some aspect of your immersion which is incomplete, or uh, there's something, something essential. So that, that's why, that's in sync with what the Ram's opinion, that shuva is something essential. It's, it's not just that you, it's a nice thing to do, but shuva is a mitzvah, it's a, pub, it's a positive commandment to shuva, and then you have to confess to Hashem with your teshuva, with your sincere decision to never do this again. So that's something that the Ram needs to say, and it's part of what the Ram does in his work, Ram discusses mitzvahs. But in the Geras HaTshuva, in the letter of Teshuva, why is it pertinent for the Alter Rebbe to tell us what the mitzvah of Teshuva is? There are many other works of Teshuva which don't focus on the mitzvah of Teshuva. They talk about the essence of Teshuva, the meaning of Teshuva. Why is it pertinent to the Alter Rebbe here in Geras HaTshuva to discuss the mitzvah of Teshuva? Why is it important to know that it is a mitzvah? So, We'll understand this by first analyzing a little bit more of the Rambam. The Rambam doesn't count leaving the sin. He's, he doesn't hold exactly the same way as the Alter Rebbe. The Rambam holds that the mitzvah of tshuva is not only leaving the sin, it's also confession. There has to be confession there as well. Why isn't leaving the sin itself a mitzvah? How come that only counts confession as the mitzvah? Why isn't leaving the sin itself a doubt that ever holds? That leaving the sin is the mitzvah. The Ram adds something. He says, no, leaving the sin, returning to Hashem, and the confession is one mitzvah. How come leaving the sin itself isn't a mitzvah? Why doesn't he count that as a mitzvah? And the reason is, is that the Ramam says in his introduction to Sefer Mitzvah, 
there are certain things which Hashem wants us to do and they're biblical obligations, but they're not counted as mitzvahs. They're all-encompassing commandments, things which include um, very uh, broad things in Yiddishkeit are not counted as mitzvahs. The only thing that is included as a, as a mitzvah, and the Rambam's counting the mitzvahs, are, are things which have something unique in them. If it's just a broader, broader um, theme that which encompasses all mitzvahs, it's not counted unless it includes something unique in it. Like, for example, um, the Rambam doesn't count here. The the theme of 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 leaving the sin is accepting upon yourself not to sin anymore. It's 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 part of accepting upon yourself the yoke of Hashem, or to believe in Hashem and not to be like those who deny Hashem. So that that's the theme of leaving sin. It's 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 about your acceptance of Hashem as your King. So the, what's unique then about the mitzvah of tshuva is only the vidui. And therefore, the Amun counts vidui, although the theme of the vidui is a general theme, but there's something unique that you're doing here. You follow what I'm saying or no? There, there, there are general themes in Yiddishkeit that inc include many mitzvahs. So that's not considered by the Ramah to be called a separate mitzvah in the number of the 613 mitzvahs. Only those mitzvahs which have something unique in them, they may include other things too, but they have something a unique action in them does Ramam count as a mitzvah? So he doesn't count shuva, leaving the sin as a mitzvah, because leaving the sin is identical to accepting upon yourself Hashem as your king. Leaving the sin is identical to being observant of Hashem's laws, deciding that Hashem will be your king. So therefore, he cannot count this as a separate mitzvah, because it's, it's part of the other general theme of Kabbalah Zomach HaShemayim, accepting upon yourself Hashem as your king. What he can count and what he does count is the unique action that's done over here, and that is confession. That's one explanation of why the Ram doesn't count tshuva and he only counts confession, because tshuva is part of it. It's a mitzvah klolis. It's a general mitzvah. There is another explanation of why the Ram doesn't count the, the mitzvah of tshuva, and that is that if a mitzvah has two parts, there's a thought part of the mitzvah, and there's a speech part of the mitzvah, the Ramam only counts the speech or action, does not count the thought part of it. If there's a, if the mitzvah has different sections in it, the Ramam only counts the, the more physical one. Like for example, the mitzvah of studying Torah. Even though the main point of the study of Torah is to understand the Torah. And that's why if someone learns the oral Torah and does not understand what they're learning, they're not doing a mitzvah at all. Nevertheless, um, regarding the bracha of Torah, which the bracha is the bracha, you're saying a bracha to thank Hashem for the mitzvah of learning Torah. As we say, Hashem commanded us with his mitzvah and commanded us to learn Torah. So the mitzvah of learning Torah isn't to think about the words of Torah. It's only about saying the words of Torah. So there's two parts of the mitzvah of studying Torah. There's understanding it and saying it. You cannot 
fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah when you just say the words of Torah and don't understand them if you're learning the oral Torah. For the written Torah, there's something unique about just the words of saying the words of Torah. And that's also a mitzvah, saying the words of the, of the written Torah. But for the oral Torah, it's not considered a mitzvah of learning Torah unless you actually say the words of the oral, unless you understand the words of the Torah. So you're doing them, and that's because of function, the whole focus of learning Torah is to understand the Torah. And yet, although that's the whole focus of learning Torah, the mitzvah is only done when you say the words of Torah. So the mitzvah has two parts. There's a thought part and there's a speech part. Which one is counted? The speech part. Same is also for davening. Davening is, what is davening? Davening is a Shabalev. Davening is about serving Hashem with your heart and saying the words of davening. So even though the main element of davening is to serve Hashem with your heart and the speech in davening is just in order to arouse your thoughts, nevertheless, the Ramam counts in the mitzvah of davening. The mitzvah is to say the words of davening. The mitzvah is not just to um, think the words of davening. There's two parts. There's thinking and there's saying. Which one is counted? Only the speech, speech part of it. The main thing of davening is to serve Hashem with your heart. As it says in the Torah, serve Hashem That's a source in Torah for davening. Serve Hashem with your heart. If you're missing the general thought in davening, that you're davening before Hashem, that you're in front of Hashem, it's not... There are five things that Shulchan Aruch says that are prerequisites for your davening to be accepted, and without them, the davening is not accepted. But then there's something else, which is what davening is itself, that you're talking to Hashem. It's not just that you're missing a detail of davening. If you don't know you're talking to Hashem, it's not davening at all. Davening means to talk to Hashem, to be, to think, to to express yourself before Hashem. So there's two parts. What part are we counting? Only the physical part, saying the words of davening. So also with mitzvah tshuva, even though the main focus of tshuva, according to Rambam, according to everyone, is leaving the sin, and the confession is only a result of your decision to leave the sin, you're expressing with your mouth what you've decided in your heart. Nevertheless, since leaving the sin is something which is in your heart, it's not in your words, it's not considered the mitzvah. And, and, and although when you think to, to leave the sin, you are now transformed from a complete rush, a complete tzaddik. As this says in the Gemara, if you, if you betroth a woman on condition that you are a tzaddik, even though you're a complete rasha, but the Gemara says that there is a question whether the marriage is good because your thought will transform you into a tzaddik. Just thinking that you're going to be a you just thought you're going to be a tzaddik, you thought you wanted to return to Hashem, that itself changed you to a whole different person. And, and, and that's... That's very nice, but that's not the mitzvah of tshuva, because it has to be also the words. You've become a tzaddik, but the mitzvah of tshuva says, express this in your words. The Ramam said, Question. Only, yeah. So why is it only during the first two brachas of Shemona Esra and Shema that you need to have intention? If intention is that important, shouldn't the whole daven need to have intention in order to fulfill it? The intention you have in Shema, in the first bracha Shema Esrei, that's it's unique about those mitzvahs, are or those parts of davening, is the meaning of the words of davening. I'm talking about knowing that you're talking to Hashem. If you don't have kavanah for the first bracha Shema Esrei, the meaning of the bracha, you're not yet to admit Shema Esrei. So, I mean, you don't, practically, you don't repeat though, it again, you don't repeat it again because you may not have kavanah the second time either. But uh, 
but but that's why you don't repeat it again. But davening, the, the essence of davening is you're talking to Hashem. Knowing you talk to Hashem. Without that, it's not called davening. So you start davening, and the next thing you're saying, Elena, and you don't know where your mind's been. Do you really know that you were talking to Hashem for the past 30, 40 minutes? Um, I don't know if what I'm saying to you is total foolishness or not, but uh, there is a concept in chapter 41 in Tanya that the Alter Rebbe talks about that, about learning Torah for its own sake. And he says, before you begin studying Torah, you should have this in mind. And although you're going to go on and discuss Abaya and Rava, and, uh, but the very fact you started doing your Torah study with that in mind, that elevates your Torah study to that, that direction. And every hour, the Alter Rebbe says, you should again, studying Torah for many hours, every hour you should repeat that Kavanah to yourself. You should stop in the middle of learning Torah every hour and think, what am I doing? I'm studying the Torah of Hashem. I want to connect my Zenesham to Hashem. And then Alter Rebbe brings from other places in the Torah about the laws of a divorce and the law of a Sefer Torah. Uh, and those mitzvahs also, you have to, they have to be done for the right reasons. It's enough to write, to say that before you start writing the Sefer Torah, I am writing the Sefer Torah for the sake of doing the mitzvah, writing the Sefer Torah. I'm writing this divorce for the sake of Yankel and Zlata. So even though you're not thinking about Yankel and Zlata the entire time, but your initial uh, thought, when you started to uh, write the Sefer Torah, started to issue the bill of divorce, that's sufficient to elevate the entire Torah study. So I haven't seen this anywhere in regards to davening as well. Um, although Rebbe Levi Yitzchak actually says that the reason why the Alter Rebbe chooses these specific mitzvahs of Get and Sefer Torah is because they, em they emphasize the idea of connection and the idea of separation, positive mitzvahs and negative mitzvahs. So it's a, it's very, it's a, very, it's a very broad theme about Kavana, uh, but um, it, it, it may, maybe it's more of a Rebbe Levi Yitzchak kind of limitzchus to elevate davenings which don't have so much Kavana, including my own. But... Uh, there's certainly um, there, there's certainly something to be said about knowing you're talking to Hashem. That's something very important. Is davening still a davening? You started off that way, and then you ended up in the famous story. The guy finishes from Esrei, and the tzaddik says to him, "Shalom aleichem." And he's like, "Why are you saying shalom aleichem?" Because he just came back. You were in Leipzig. You were in you were in Shushan. You're in Varsha. You you during Shemun Esrei, you travel all these places. As the famous joke, "Ela berecha ve'el besusim." Some people travel with carriages and horses. We just mentioned the name of God and we're somewhere else. As soon as we talk about Tavim Tashem, all of a sudden we travel away. So it's possible that the, the initial thoughts in the beginning of Davening, elevate your Davening. I don't know. But getting back to um, the Rambam over here. So the Rambam, we have now two explanations, two valid explanations of why the Rambam doesn't count Tshuva. Which one is more correct? So the Rebbe says that the correct explanation, it would seem, is the second one. The first explanation, the Ram doesn't count this mitzvah because it's a general theme, uh, doesn't really satisfy us because there is something unique in the mitzvah of tshuva, which is different to Kabul's Umach HaShemayim, different to the general theme of accepting upon yourself Hashem as your king, and that is regretting the past. Regretting the past is part of the mitzvah of tshuva. In tshuva, you have to also regret the past, and so that is unique, and that perhaps should be counted. So why isn't it? And therefore, um, I mean, you may want to say that re regretting the past is included in accepting things for the future. You can't really say you're accepting the future unless you accept regret the past, so that may maybe it's included. But 
Yisif Mucheish and Mishpat, in the laws of kosher witnesses, the Gemara says that there, there are certain people which are considered to be non-kosher witnesses, although they haven't done anything that's so wrong. People who are gamblers. They have uh, dice and they have things they used to gamble. So, um, so, the, the Gemara, so can we accept them as witnesses? The answer is we can. But as soon as a person decides not to do this again, that's sufficient to make him a kosher witness. So we see that even though there's no express regret for the past, it doesn't, it doesn't prevent his acceptance for the future to be accepted. So it comes out that regretting the past is something that is unique and exclusive and specific to tshuva, and therefore it should be counted as a mitzvah. And the reason why it's not, Rebbe says, is only could be the second explanation, which is that when there is a mitzvah as two components, a physical one, like saying something or doing something, and a, and a emotional or mental one, like regretting the past or all of the future, so the Ramah only counts the mitzvahs which have, only counts the physical part of the mitzvah, not the thought part of the mitzvah. So that's the opinion of the Ramah. Everything that exists in the physical plane of Torah has its counterpart in the spiritual meaning of Torah. There is a body and the soul of Torah. Not like by human body and soul, that there is a energy of the soul in every single part of the body. So too, in every single thing in the Gemara, every single thing in Shulchan Arach, every part of the, the revealed part of Torah, even when, when the Gemara says an idea that is refuted as being ridiculous, like there's an expression in the Gemara, which means it's ridiculous, even that has a godly energy in it and godly wisdom in it. There's something godly about every word of the Gemara. And not just godly, spiritual, soul. There's soul in every part of Torah. So we have three opinions in the revealed plane of Torah to what the mitzvah shuvah is. We have one opinion that it's not a mitzvah at all. It's like the mitzvah of no obligation at all. It's like the mitzvah of writing a divorce or the mitzvah of shechita, where you only are obligated to do it if you want to. This is how you do it. You, the Torah tells you if you want to do shuvah, this is how you do shuvah. It's no, no obligation to do shuvah. Then there's a second opinion, which is that it is a general theme. It's a general broader mitzvah, and therefore it's not counted as a mitzvah because it's an all-inclusive mitzvah. And then there's a third opinion, and that is, it is a specific mitzvah like all their mitzvahs. It is a one of the six thirteen mitzvahs. And the only reason why it's not counted is just because it has two components, a physical one and a mental and emotional one, and the rule is that when you have a mitzvah with these two components, we count only the physical one, not the emotional and mental one. But it is a regular mitzvah. So all of these three opinions have a counterpart in the inner dimension of Torah. To understand exactly what these three opinions are about tshuva, you have to understand a little bit more about what mitzvahs are spiritually. The Zohar says that the 248 mitzvahs correspond to the 248 limbs of the body. And just like every limb of the body, even though it has relationship to every other limb, so part of the body, but it's a unique limb of the body. The hand is unique to being a hand, although the hand makes you a person, but the hand is a unique limb of the body. So too, all of 248 mitzvahs, which are called the limbs of the king, the limbs of Hashem, so to speak, even though every mitzvah has in it all other mitzvahs, 
what that means is that there's something about the godly energy of of a mitzvah that is the same in every mitzvah. For example, uh, if you're involved in doing one mitzvah, the Torah says you're exempt from doing a different mitzvah. Why? Because the mitzvah that you're doing is accomplishing something similar to the other mitzvah. Every mitzvah has in it the energy of all other mitzvahs. There's a there's a, a uh, unifying energy in all mitzvahs. And therefore, you're exempt from the other mitzvah because you're doing the other mitzvah in some way. It's not that you're exempt from the other mitzvah. You're also doing that mitzvah. And that's the, the inner meaning of why the Ram doesn't count mitzvahs which encompass broader themes in Judaism as mitzvahs. Because the Rambam only counts mitzvahs which correspond to one limb of the king, so to speak. He can't count mitzvahs which include, all, every mitzvah includes all mitzvahs. Every mitzvah has a relationship to all mitzvahs. Therefore, I cannot count broader themes in Yiddishkeit because that's, that's, not, a, that's not a limb of the king. That's, that's just a general energy of all mitzvahs. So since tshuva rectifies a mistake that you did in one of the 613 mitzvahs, that's, a point, that's what tshuva accomplishes. Tshuva fixes a mistake of one of the limbs. Tshuva is sort of like the doctor that fixes up. It's, it's a surgical doctor or whatever you want to call it who fixes up all of the different blemishes and problems in any of the 613 mitzvahs. So you might want to say that it's not in the same level as the 613 mitzvahs. It's not a specific organ. Rather, it's a general thing which is higher than any specific organ. You follow or you don't follow? Make sense, doesn't make sense. Anybody? If Shuvah is fixing up all the mitzvahs, it sounds like Shuvah is something higher than a regular mitzvah. It's not, it's not defined by one specific organ of the king, one specific kind of godly energy. It's something which is able to fix up every mitzvah. And therefore, it's not counted as one specific mitzvah. The 248 mitzvahs have to do with specific kinds of godly flow. But Shuvah fixes up all of them. It means Shuvah is on a higher level than the rest of the mitzvahs. And therefore, it's not counted as one of the mitzvahs. Mr. Shem, uh, tomorrow we're going to uh, discuss the three opinions. We'll see exactly what each opinion holds and what their spiritual counterpart is. Uh, but for right now, any, anyone have any, any questions that we learned today? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Okay. Have a great day, Rav Great day, Yonatan. Great day, David. Great day, Mechal Mordechai. Good throat. <laughs>